everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Bandit, Season 3, Episode 70 of the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their Matt Woody Board Game, where they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about, and you can find them at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au, that's R-O-L-L-A, to find out a bit more about them but more importantly to get your hands on a mad footy ball game for you and the family. Now just before we get to our domestic sports weekly wrap don't forget to check our socials over the coming days because there will be an AFL grand final competition for closest to the pin with a very uh, scintillating and exciting prize just as we did last year. So there'll be a video coming out from yours truly over the coming days so please don't forget to check that out and get your head or get your hand Get your head in the game and use some kind of saying that says that you're ready to participate. Whatever that ends up being. But uh, without further ado, let's start off with all things AFLW. And that means it's time to check in with our Fremount Dockers and the West Coast Eagles. Lally sends it in. They want to mark as it's knocked down. Tie. Dangerous in this situation. From the angle. On your tie. Found some room when there was none. Uh, lifted West Coast. Swanson. Sending it forward, knocked over by Bartlett. Now it's to Franklin, the former docker, on the fly. Buries it against a former team. Now, straight on to Fremount, it was another tough loss on the road as they played Essendon for the first time at Windy Hill, either in an AFL or AFLW game. So just a fun fact there. Um, But that's where the fun stopped, unfortunately. And despite that, they went down by 20 points. Uh, Ultimately, they were in the game to halftime, actually, having seven scoring shots to three but only led by four points uh, before Essendon put on a flurry of goals, kicking three goals four to one goal in the third quarter. And that really ended up being the difference in the end. Um, A second half fade out from the Dockers. uh, The team in white and purple losing it two goals one to five goals seven. So nine scoring shots to three, just a decimation. Uh, It all came down to getting their hands on the ball. Uh, They lost the contested possessions by 18, uncontested ball by 43. Um, Marks, they had 24 less. Um, they actually only turned into six more inside 50s to Essendon. All that extra ball, um, but a 6% better inside 50 efficiency than Fremantle. Uh, the Dockers did match the Bombers in clearances. They uh, were plus one, but they just couldn't turn that into keeping the ball and kicking it their way uh, to turn it into forward 50 entries. So no doubt post-clearance ball, um, they sort of got uh, the ball got turned over then. Uh, Kiara Bowers was a solid performer as per normal. She had 14 disposals, 10 tackles and four clearances. Emma O'Driscoll uh, led the way. She was the leading disposal getter for the team. She had 20, uh, but leading the ruck and around the ground was Mim Strom. Uh, she had 33 hitouts, 11 disposals. Six tackles and four clearances. Um, all right, now on to West Coast. After a dismal last two weeks in big losses to Gold Coast and Carlton, it was another loss, but a much better outing for mine from the team. Are uh, going down by 13 points to the Swans, but they challenged them all the way. Now, similar to Fremantle, in a way, they couldn't capitalise on their opportunities, having four behinds to two goals. In fact, three behinds before Sydney even kicked a goal in the first term. And they had six scoring shots to five going into the main break. But they trailed by almost the final margin of 14 points at that time. And they did bring it back at three-quarter time to just seven points. But they weren't able to kick straight with a dismal two goals nine. That's a shocking scoring accuracy. And it's going to be hard to keep yourself in games at that stage. 
Now, one very nice positive from this game had to be a goal of the year contender. And check it out on uh, on the uh, the AFLW app and and their socials. Um, but uh, from Captain Emma Swanson, a check side on the boundary blistering goal. So you have to check it out. You got to see it to believe it. But um, that was a nice little positive. Now to the stats and the inside 50s. From their 31 inside 50s, they're actually really efficient at 42%. Uh, they won the contested ball by four. But as a defensive back six group, they gave up seven marks inside 50. And in the A4W game, that's probably a decent amount. Uh, they did bring the tackling pressure. They only went down by four uh, and then down by two in tackles inside 50. So big improvements from their last couple of weeks. The main room for improvement for mine is around the clearance game. Uh, they went down by nine in that, uh, in that category. Now, the captain was terrific with Emma Swanson getting 22 disposals, that goal that we just talked about, and four marks. Belinda Smith had 19 disposals and nine marks. Aisley McCarthy, 18 disposals and five tackles. And finally, former captain Dana Hook had 16 disposals, four marks, and nine tackles. So that rounds out the solid performers from the Eagles. Now, looking ahead for Fremantle, they stay on the road, heading to Icon Park to play top eight team Richmond on Friday morning. Whilst the West Coast, they come back home with a Friday evening affair under lights at Mineral Resources Park against the women in Teal in Port Adelaide. So let's see whether one of these teams, hopefully both of them, can uh, get back on the winners list or for West Coast, just get a win in general. But uh, time will tell. Uh, we'll see how they go. And now let's talk all things basketball, and we're going to start off with the Perth Wildcats. To the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet, tearing up the cotton, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no, here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Watch out if you're in the way. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. All right, let's go all the way back to the last game of the NBL Blitz for the Perth Wildcats, and that was last Thursday. Uh, the Wildcats defeated New Zealand, so it made them 3-0 undefeated in the Blitz, uh, coming back after being down by 17 points during the third term. But then enter import Jordan Usher, 26 points and 16 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 steal in the last quarter alone. Uh, the team romping home with a 34-19 last term. Uh, BC Bryce Cotton, he also had 21 points and 7-14 from the field, but also liked Keanu Pinder's game of 9 points, 13 rebounds, and a very impressive plus-minus of plus-14, which is the highest of the game by a mile. And for those of you unsure of what the plus-minus means, basically when you're on the court, however many points your team scores, versus how many points your team uh, stops or defends. So let's just say that you're on the court, your team scores, I know, eight points, and then the uh, opposition only score four, that's a plus four, plus minus point to you. So that's the, just the basics and the nuts and bolts of it. So um, when Keanu Pinder was on the floor, they were a much better team for it. Now, in the lead-up to Friday's season tip-off uh, up against the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, across the last 20 days, the team has travelled from Las Vegas to Gold Coast, Warwick to Rockingham, where they played six games um, against sort of high-quality opposition uh, across the... NBL Blitz and the US games that they had. Plus, they also had another two against NBL One West opposition. Uh, they got five wins from those six main games, and they're just ready to hit the ground running come Friday's big uh, start to the season. 
now announced earlier today. So breaking news, the final piece of the puzzle has fallen into place in the form of new import signing Christian Doolittle. Uh, the six foot seven, two hundred one centimeter forward from Oklahoma, as in the University of Oklahoma, has been described as a well-rounded talent who possesses defensive versatility, scoring ability, and our physical presence at both ends of the court. He actually spent four years at the University of Oklahoma in the NCAA's top division. I uh, was named in the All Big 12 first team in 2019-2020 after leading their scoring with 15.8 points, 8.9 rebounds, and two assists. And he's also played in Japan, Puerto Rico, where he's a two-time champion, Israel, and the NBA's G League. Now, just summing him up uh, from coach John Rilly and GM of basketball Danny Mills, uh, John Rilly says, We feel Christian's ability to rebound, defend multiple positions, and then his skill set offensively fits into what we need and will make us a better team. And then uh, GM of basketball Danny Mills said, Christian is an exciting addition to our current roster and will bring a higher level of positional size athleticism and defensive versatility to our front court he'll also provide another physical presence on the glass at both ends and offensively his ability to be a connector as a playmaker as well as a scorer from both the perimeter and around the basket is what we were targeting in this position so um i will hold my judgment until i see him uh, but uh i was a bit curious in regards to jordan usher hadn't heard a lot out of him uh, about him saw the highlights but Suffice to say, he is my favorite player um, heading into the season. I am wrapped about him. The guy brings energy. Um, he, he brings defensive prowess. Um, and also, his offensive game is nothing to sneeze at either. He can shoot the three, and he can take it to the hole as well. So uh, I'm a big rap on Jordan Usher when I was a bit curious at the beginning. So um, we'll wait to see what uh, Christian Doolittle can do. Um, I'd be surprised if he plays the Friday game, but he may play because I'm pretty sure the Wildcats have a Sunday game too. So back-to-back to um, start this season, one at home and one away. But that's it for the Perth Wildcats. Big signing, big news. Um, they're officially all done and dust in regards to their roster being uh, signed. So let's hope John Reilly and Danny Mills have got the right guy, the final piece of the puzzle. But um, we'll see how that all unfolds over the you know first, I guess, five to six games of the season. But now we're going to talk cricket. It's time. It's back on. That means, firstly, let's start off with the Western Warriors. And WA, after a long wait, 23 years of wait, have won the Sheffield Shield, and that's what it means. With Sean Marsh, the veteran, in the middle of all of that, they've produced Australian player after Australian player. But this domestic season, they are kings across all formats. Yeah, well done, Western Australia. As you said, Adam, they've been the best team yes, our in Australia back this year. Yes, back-to-back one-day cup, Marsh one-day cup, and Marsh Sheffield Shield the champions. The Western Warriors hit the field again. Uh, firstly, it was a dominant and positive start to the Warriors' defence, um, going to the tr- with their opportunity to do it a treble uh, three times in a row, um, with a nice win against a high-quality opposition in Queensland. Now, their bowling unit was able to take out Queensland for 238 uh, at 46 overs, and they chased it down with just under 10 overs to spare. Now, Lance Morris, the wild thing, came back from injury. And whilst on restricted minutes, he hit the ground running with 4 for 64. AJ Ty, the veteran, nabbed 2 for 46. Whilst a shout-out has to go to Cam Gannon uh, with an economical 1 for 22 at 2. 
2.75. Now on the batting side of it all, Josh Phillippe led the way with 90 off 88 uh, with 11 of those, uh, or 11 boundaries uh, coming as part of that 90. Uh, along with Sam Whiteman, who dutifully uh, supported him with 62 off 52. Big bash hero Cooper Conley smashed 42 off 32. And seeing out the game and the victory was the steady hand of Captain Ashton Turner. Now they next take on South Australia at Allen Borderfield today. And speaking of, they're actually in a really, really good position. And I'm just going to head to the Cricket Australia live app, which uh, has been a bit glitchy. So let's see whether it holds up for me. But uh, the team got seven for 371 from their 50 overs. The game, as I said, was at Allen Borderfield. Our run rate required is 7.71. So a very, very um, high ask for the South Australian Redbacks to run that down. All after sending the Warriors into bat two. And uh, the uh, plays that really dominated were uh, Cam Bancroft got 66 off 99, Sam Whiteman 89 off 91, Ashton Turner was uh, dominant, uh, and he was looking like he was going to break the record for the fastest 100, but unfortunately just ran out of legs in the end. He got 86 off 44. But a swashbuckling effort. And uh, this guy's a fan favourite. Just a, a quiet niche guy who just goes about his business. Nick Hobson, 64 not out of 28. Absolutely got them to that massive total of 370. When they looked like they were floundering a little bit towards the end. So, uh, yeah, suffice to say, it's going to be a big ask for South Australia to chase that down. And looks like they're probably going to be too and oh. And just before we leave the Western Warriors, normally we will do a separate segment, but... Um, uh, we're just going to roll it into, and the Western Fury—they've uh, got—they've uh, got their campaign off to a winning start as well. Um, they actually chased down the total of 176 set uh, by the Victorian women. Uh, they got that uh, with 35 overs um, sort of down, so 15 overs to spare. So just brilliant there. In fact, they actually bowled them out quite well. And they were led by Chloe Ainsworth, who got three for 27, and then uh, Zoe Brickcliffe, who also got three for 25 too. And if we look at the batting performance, just a terrific job, Chloe Paparo. Captain Chloe, 98 not out of 115. And Matilda Carmichael, 55 not out of 67. So no need to go down further the batting order, ladies. Um, they just took care of business. Well played there to the Western Fury, 1-0. and And they've got another game coming up on Thursday, I'm pretty sure. All right, we're going to leave it there for our Western Warriors. And well played again to the Western Fury too. But um, we'll, they'll have their own separate segment. But for now, we're going to leave it for the cricket. Let's head to the uh, rectangular pitch. It's time to talk a bit of soccer and the Perth glory. Glory, glory, Perth, glory. Glory, glory, Perth, glory. Glory, glory, Perth, glory. Our boys are marching on. Right, firstly, uh, some more personnel signing. I feel like every time we're talking about the glory, it's all about another new player, either for the men's or the women's team. But um, for this time, it's for our women and rising up and comer and young forward, Anikis Jadzic. Uh, the 17-year-old debuted for Sydney FC last season, having risen to prominence with Football New South Wales Institute in the NPLW New South Wales. And she's also a young Matilda's representative. So welcome to the team, Annika. Well played to you. Now, the preseason games continue uh, this time, both for the men and the women, uh, on Sunday, as in Sunday just gone, uh, in the Goldfield Challenge Cup against the WA State team at the State Football Centre in Queen's Park, with the women playing first and the men to follow. Now, our women took care of business with a 4-0 victory uh, with three goals to Millie Farrow, a lovely pickup, what, what seems like a great signing um, for Coach Alex. Alexa Parkers, 
And the first, via a stunning set piece, in regards to the first with the glory, uh, via a stunning set piece from Sofia Sakalis, uh, with all goals actually coming in the first 34 minutes. And that was actually when they called half-time. So they only had, uh, I think, a 70 or 80-minute game before they called it quits there. Now, to our men and a much tighter affair, as both teams actually went to half-time at 0-0, before David Williams struck in the 79th minute to break the deadlock Three minutes later, Antonis Martis with a goal, a debut goal for his new club before Williams struck again in the 88th minute to make the final scoreline of 3-0. Uh, the state team actually put up a decent fight, no doubt, with the assistance of former Perth Glory players Mitch Oxborough, Neil Kilkenny, and uh, former Perth Glory goalkeeper Liam Reddy. Now, what awaits them now is a friendly against A-League opposition in Melbourne victory down in Bunbury on Sunday before a return match at Dorian Gardens a couple of days later on Wednesday. And we have, of course, posted all, the, all of the dates for all of those friendlies are on our socials. So if you're unsure um, where, where they are and when they are, don't forget to check on our socials. That's all been posted last week as well. But uh, that's it from the Perth Glory. So we're going to leave it there and look forward to coming back, hopefully, with, a, with some more good news of some more friendly wins. But again, you can't read too much into your preseason games. But um, we'll take the wins when you get them. Alright, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of Season 3, Episode 70, with the Perth Glory um, are rolling through both their um, all of their preseason friendlies. The women had an, a good victory for their first one. Uh, the Western Warriors in a dominant position in Game 2 of their one-day uh, Marsh One-Day Cup campaign. And uh, the women... Uh, the Western Fury, uh, they got a great win to start off their, um, of course, a WNCL championship. Perth Wildcats picking the final uh, piece of their roster. That's all done and dusted. Um, so the, the season tips off this Friday, so check that out. And, of course, unfortunately, two losses for our two WA teams in the AFLW. But if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favourite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's an absolute joy and a pleasure to have you on board to look after yourself. Stay safe. And from your truly Adam Bat, we're out for now.